Hey there, this is John Millen with uh, Millen Group Managing Partner and the Benefit Hackers Podcast. I'm going to talk today very quickly about why Millen Group, but more deeper than that isn't like why would you choose to work with an agency like us, but I want to put it in context with what's going on with Deion Sanders at the University of Colorado football team. And you're like, what the heck is he doing? So I want to draw an analogy, whether you understand football or not does not matter. This will apply. And I think it's easier to talk about something that's relevant in the news and observe what's happening and then go, this is what happened. Why did that happen? And this is the reason why we think, okay, so um, this is, I'm not here just to toot my own horn. Um, this is designed to align so you can see there's an alignment with what Deion Sanders is doing and what we do. And if you like that, then there might be alignment with what we can do to help you. If not, it will help you with any relationship in your employee benefits package program, right? Any vendor, any broker, any advisor. This is not just about us. This is about what's happening in terms of leadership and influence and persuasion that I think is, is so cool. And so let me just keep this short and sweet. So real quick history, who is Deion Sanders? He played football in, all the way. He was a young kid in college and he played in the professionals. I think he played for the Cowboys. He was a really good defensive back and he played for a couple other teams. So he was really good in, in football and he was very arrogant very opinionated he's confident like he was good so it was like hey and he talked smack and he but he had he had what it took to back it up and so a few years ago he went to jackson state university to be the head coach now jackson state university is in mississippi i don't know much about it but i know it's a small school and they weren't doing well and i don't know what it was like they were probably like what do you know about coaching dion you know you're an arrogant player but coaching kids come on and essentially what he did is he turned the program around in a few years i don't know if he's there like three years two three years totally turned it around and then and, and when you when you hear his stories then he, it wasn't about just football it was like yes we are gonna win i'm gonna turn this around but i'm gonna develop young men to be better people like that's his core mission winning is a byproduct and he does win and that's what they wanted, but it, but it went deeper than that. So a year and a half ago or so, two years ago, he left. He said, my work is done. I need to move on. And he went to where you would think like, hey, he did this great job. So he probably went to Alabama or UCLA as an assistant coach or defensive backs coach, right? Alabama, Crimson Tide, University of Miami. No, he went to University of Colorado in Boulder, Colorado, another struggling team. Now, I'm sure it's a great school, but it's not like a powerhouse football program. He went somewhere else that was struggling. So you're like, what is going on? And so here's this first lesson that I have observed, observed and watched on video and also read, and I'm not an expert, but it doesn't take long for you to see the analogy here. So when he went there, he, the, the first lesson is he had to see if he had management buy-in, leadership buy-in for what he's about to do. Okay, so he's already done it once. So you're like, oh, that's only one time. But he's a solid person. Like he's got, he's a hard worker, he's smart. He, so he vetted the leadership, which essentially is the athletic director first, 
the athletic director's team, the president of the university. I'm sure it went to the alumni board. When you make a coaching change in a in college, and even if you're not Alabama, you know, you know Alabama, it's a big deal. A lot of people are involved, and he had to sense when he started talking to them that they were on board with whatever he needed to do. And I can probably tell you that that first couple, those couple meetings probably didn't go like, hey, Dion, what I want you to do is come in the first year. I want you to make an assessment and take a look and tell us, you know, and then the second year we can make some changes. The third, If they would have said that, what do you think he would have said? No, I'm the wrong coach. I'm not being brought in here to lose another season. You've already been doing that without me. You don't need me here. You need if you want to change the program and win, then I need to do certain things that I need your buy-in when I make these changes that are not going to be popular. You're not going to like them. It's going to probably upset some people. You need to back me. Because he won't wouldn't have gone there if they were wishy-washy. And when you watch people interviewed, they weren't wishy-washy like, "Hey, we're trusting him. Like we're doing what he says." Now it didn't mean he it didn't mean he just was a dictator and just did whatever he wanted, but he had to get buy-in, and so that's the first lesson that whenever if you're looking at changes in uh, a benefits package or when we talk to companies, maybe they want to make a broker change. I, we need to make sure we have buy-in for people. It's not that they're all thrilled that they're leaving this mega insurance conglomerate that's number one with nine billion dollars of revenues. From you know, you can look, you know who I'm talking about. Or they have two billion dollars of revenues, or 190 million, like the big top 100 brokerage firms. Like we're oh, we gotta, we're leaving them. We're gonna make some people mad. Yeah, you might, but you gotta be willing to do that if you've been losing, aka if you've been having rising costs of healthcare and the coverage is going down and you're not getting good service. And you're not getting good communication and everything is last minute and you're not getting to new technology brought to you and not bringing in any new fresh ideas. It's maybe time for a change. Like you have a losing, you've been having losing seasons already. So you need to make a change and that begins with leadership buying in. Again, doesn't mean everyone's all thrilled because I'm sure everyone was not all thrilled. But you had the majority of people say we're on board. That's the first lesson. So then he comes in. Here's the second lesson. He had to make some changes to the partners and vendors. And that for football is um, the coaching staff. He fired half the coaches. Now, I'm sure that was not easy. Um, I can imagine some of those coaches were not very excited about him coming in because they felt threatened. Um, They might have been there for 30 years. Who knows the dynamics? They might have been friends with the president of the university. They may have been golfing buddies with all the board members on the Alumni Association. You can imagine the amount of influence and relationship uh, tentacles that are involved in that. Did he care? No. Was Dion brought in to make everyone happy? No. It's not my job. Like if that was the job, he wouldn't be. They were like, I'm not the man for the job. Like you brought me in here to fix the problem. And that might mean a little people, people are going to be a little upset, which means that he fired them. So, and then he, so what does this mean to you? This means that when he came in, he, he had to replace them. 
he knew by looking at it that that, that I'm sure he didn't didn't just do it arbitrarily. He talked to them and watched them and practiced with them. Like he made an assessment, but then he's like, okay, you got to go, you got to go, and he brought in his own coaches. He brought in his own vendors and partner relationships that have already proven to work with him because there's synergy, there's good communication. Doesn't mean those people are perfect. That they're not gonna, they're, they're not gonna, they're they're they have flaws. But he brought in this team of people, and therein is the second lesson that when you're looking at changing your benefits or having a new broker advisor, what vendors or partners are they going to be bringing with them? Hopefully, it's not just one person. Like we rely on just one guy or girl has all the answers and that's all we need and then they're so smart they know everything that is ridiculous we don't do that who does that like you got to have partners and people you rely on you can't know everything and if you're working with someone that that tells you that or like we you know we know everything and i'll and and they never introduce you they never bring up any new ideas new partners new vendors new relationships that's like a head coach not having any assistant coaches. Like, I'll do it all myself. That is not smart. And that happens because in our industry, we feel like we need to know everything because we're paranoid. Like, if we don't know everything, we could lose an account. Well, you know what? I'm a coach, so to speak, in the in the company. I have partners that are with me that are my assistant coaches. Sometimes they take over the, the play calling because they know more. I let them, hey, you're, you're going to call the plays for a quarter because you really know what's going on. You're the offensive coordinator. And we've been offense. You run, the, you run the game now. I step back. Same thing, right, with that. So be willing to do that. Number three lesson. Um, he, and this is on video, he, when he talked to the players, he knew he couldn't keep all the players. He did not say to them, I'm going to give you guys a chance, benefit of the doubt, I want to be fair, I want to be equitable to everybody. Like, I'm just going to give you all a chance. See how the first year goes. Because what would have happened? Have another losing. The players needed to change. The mindset of the players wasn't right. He had some players on there that, they, that would never have bought in. And it would have been a drag on the team. So he tried to get them to quit. And he had a bunch of people that he either said you're no longer on the team or quit. Purposely. It's like, man, that's harsh. Now, I'm not saying you can do that with your employees, but I'm saying when you roll something out to your employees, you need to be not, maybe not you're going to fire them, but you kind of firm like, hey, I know some of you are not going to be happy about the changes we're about to roll out. And I'm sorry about that. But we've got 190 people on our plan with, in, with kids and spouses and all these different issues going on. And we can't make everyone happy. So you need to bear with us get on board we're doing the best we can if you don't want the insurance you don't have to take the insurance you can buy it somewhere else but i need your buy-in and be with us on this because we're making some changes that over time should be beneficial to everyone you need the buy-in um and the communication with the employees and that's a key part i have learned over 22 years of doing this if you just come out in the group meeting and try to pretend like it's nothing's changed and it's all rosy and oh this is so wonderful and you don't address the the elephant in the room which is this is really different like oh what my card has a different logo on it holy crap i can't handle this this is way too much for me it's got a different logo i like the logo it had get over it all that matters is when you go and you hand it to someone, they say, we take this. 
forget the logo on the card. It doesn't matter. You don't love Anthem. You don't love Blue Cross. I hear this. No, you don't. You love the fact that everywhere you go, they take it. So that's all that really matters, right? And guess what? Sometimes they say no. That's life. That's providers. That's hospitals. We do the best we can to have really great coverage. But sometimes they're like, no, we don't take that because we don't get paid enough and we want to get paid more, blah, blah, blah. You deal with it. Um, So three lessons, Deion Sanders, buy-in from the top, coaching changes, assistant coaching changes, vendor relationships, who you bring to the table, and then the communication with the employees that um, I'd rather be up front and be like, some of you are not going to like these changes. Like I'm almost over the top in a different direction. And I get (laughs) Chris, that's like, John, you swung the pendulum. I know. I'd rather be that way. People, I think, appreciate that because then they're ready for it. And then I'm like, but, you know, we didn't do it intentionally. We're not trying to make your lives miserable. And then you tell them your intention and your heart. Why are we doing this? You, you be real with people and just be truthful. We're so tired of being crapped on with misinformation or not being told the truth or withholding stuff. I don't know. I'm at the point now. At my age, with my company, and my ability to say yes or no, I don't have to take people if I don't like. I don't have to work with companies that treat their kids like children, daycare centers. They pamper them, and they're like, oh, we we can't make them mad. Then I'm not for you. Like, these are adults. Like, I treat my kids better than they're 11. So we have learned that's not a good fit. I'm not the coach for you. If that's the way you feel that your employees are running the place because you're so afraid to upset anyone get over it we just shut the world down for covid like we can get through this the logo's different oh yeah boo i'm sorry put a sticker on it to make you feel better we'll get you stickers that have blue cross on it to make you all feel better so um i hope you're at least chuckling to this I'm, i'm i'm having a little fun but i'm i'm just saying you'd rather be up front and it's disarming and people are like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe he said that, but he's really talking the truth. So it's refreshing and just prepare them. And I think that's what we've been doing. And it works so much better because you guess why you're still going to have some complaints. But when they come in, you're kind of smiling. Like, I know, I know, you know, I got gotcha. you. I'm with you. I know it's not good. You can empathize with people. Hey, I can totally appreciate why that's frustrating and i'm with you on that and i understand that's frustrating i'm with you and let's get through this let's see what we can do to help you through this versus well i'm sorry that's just the way it is you just gotta get get used to it like and that's the first time they learned that you have a specialty carve out for specialty meds that's not the time you want them to learn. You want them to be knowing this going into it. Or, hey, you can get free healthcare by going to this diagnostic center and they, we waive all your costs. You don't have to. You can go to the hospital. Like those things you need to communicate and over-communicate and be with your employees. So that's it. 15 minutes, seven seconds. I'm out of here. Hope this helps. Let me know if I can help.